0: Hey, App Growth community, welcome back to the App Growth Show, where we host mobile experts to unlock valuable and actionable insights on how you can grow your app. No matter where you are in your app growth journey, we're here to help you reach your mobile growth goals. Let's dive right into today's episode. Today, we're so excited to be joined by Greta McEnany, founder and CEO of Blue Fever a self-care community app where users are able to share their true selves without the fear of facing judgment or toxicity from others. In today's episode, Greta will share with us her journey in navigating the mobile space as someone who didn't have a background in tech or business and share valuable advice on how Blue Fever's strategy pivoted over the years to eventually acquire funding from Bumble and Amazon. Welcome Greta and Jennifer.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Jennifer Sansone from App Growth Network, and we're super excited to be uh, have with us today Greta McEnany. She's CEO of Blue Fever.
2: Hello, Greta. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, uh, on the show. Absolutely. So, Greta, tell us first a little bit about yourself and then
1: tell us about this Blue Fever, super cool name. What What is it? What is Blue Fever?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, we always get comments about um, about the name and how we came up with it. Um, I can also speak to that. But a little bit about myself. Um, so I am a... Uh, born and raised in uh, Silicon Valley, which is funny because I never intended to go into startups. My parents are not in in tech at all, Um, but ironically group around around a lot of technology. Um, But my background is originally in media. Um, So I came down to Los Angeles to be um, an artist and then uh, eventually a filmmaker, Um, started off an independent film, and then realized that Hollywood moved pretty slowly. And if I wanted to build something um, and iterate, Grade on it, uh, I needed to move into technology, and so that's really how I um, how I start how I like got into tech and and started Blue Fever. The impetus for that, um, Very
1: cool,
2: yeah. And then I'll tell you a little bit about Blue Fever. Uh, so uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the well, I'll tell you about the name afterwards. Um, okay. But uh, Blue Fever. So you know, Gen Z is is super. Gen Z is the generation. So today's like teens and early twenties. Um, They are incredibly exhausted from growing up on toxic social platforms. I'm not sure. It's actually a pretty timely subject um, with the leak from Facebook coming out. Have you heard about that? Where Facebook had research in 2019 that they did internally about how Instagram is uh, harming teens' mental health. I didn't see that. No, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, so the Wall Street Journal has a whole series on it, um, and it came out last week. Um, so I don't know when this will air, but uh, but it's uh, pretty recent in in September of 2021, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know it's just showing that that uh, it's like I think 32 percent of teenage girls. One of the stats. Uh, feel, uh, have like body image issues and say that Instagram is the reason for it. And then there was a lot of uh, uh, teens, regardless of gender, were saying that their mental health was hurt by Instagram. Anyways, it's really interesting. And the company withheld it, um, testifying to the Senate, all of that. So this is something that, you know, at Blue Fever, we've known for a while that they're just exhausted from growing up on these platforms and the numbers are showing it. So 64% are taking breaks from social media, kind of popping around from platform to platform, hoping there's a better experience. And then 34% are leaving entirely. Um, and so when we, we looked at that, we just said teens need and Gen Z needs a new experience where community and technology can create this like safe and energizing space. And so uh, we set out to create this emotional media platform, um, which we call an antidote to social media, which facilitates safe, uh, authentic expression, social support and positive guidance through emotional relevance. So at a high level, that's like the problem we're solving, we think, it's a huge opportunity space. And then Blue Fever itself um, is an app. So it's a non-toxic community app for uh, Gen Z to anonymously express themselves uh, with the guidance of what we call a big sibling algorithm um, who connects you to the support that you need for your growing up journey. So that support could be content, it could be other people, it could eventually be experiences um, and products very cool
1: um I really it, it's really fascinating this whole subject you know, is I have a young daughter four years old, and i'm I'm already starting to think of you know you know she's obviously too little now, but I'm already thinking, like, oh my gosh, you know I'm on Instagram and I'm on these things, and I just think, you know what is this gonna do to her like when she sees some of these things like as a young person the the impact mm-hmm. you know is so strong um and you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, they're huge platforms, right? So Mm -hmm. what does Blue Fever do to kind of break through with that message and
2: differentiate yourselves from
1: these, these huge, huge players?
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. And something that, you know, when I talk to um, uh, when I talk to people in the industry, you know, everyone's like, "So you're taking on Instagram?" <laughs> like, and it's like, "Well, you know, we're we're uh, still an earlier stage startup, and I don't think, you know, when I look at the numbers." In 10 years, the social media platforms that we use today, like they, they won't be the social media platforms we use. Um, we have like over-indexed on large social platforms, and um, really this like concept of like social relevance, connecting, 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 seeing what everybody is doing. And now there's this major shift that you know Gen Z and the users of the future they want authenticity and they want safety, and those are two things that are really hard to get on those major platforms. So we differentiate ourselves by creating a space where you can really show up as your authentic self um i actually heard uh, i was interviewing um actually an, an, a potential intern the other day and uh this young woman was saying you know um, you know, I'm looking at the internet and I see all of these influencers and their perfect lives. And I don't know, I think that people need less influencers and they need more like friends who are relatable. And so I think that that's what Blue Fever really offers is this space where if everybody shows up as their authentic self, then you're more likely to relate to another person. Um, and you're more likely, uh, to, you know, be able to focus on yourself instead of performing for others. And so the big difference is like, we have this component of self in our platform and authentic self that. um, the other platforms don't really encourage.
1: Awesome. And, you know, another, you probably know that our target uh, with, with our, our app marketing agency and just with the show in general is, you know, app entrepreneurs, app founders, you know, they're, they're just getting started, or maybe, you know, they have some funding under their belt, but, you know, we talk a lot about the the pivot point of Mm -hmm. of an app or a business. Can you tell us a little bit more about like, you know, from the beginning, like when you realized this pivot had to had to come about and how that came about.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, yeah. So this is the first app that um, I've ever built, um, and uh, with our team. And I, I think that you know every startup has a bunch of little pivots, and then there are typically like I'd say from 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 my experience like one to three big pivots that happen in a business. Um, for Blue Fever, initially we started out as an entertainment and media company. And so the initial vision was um, more of like an SVOD platform. So a subscription video on demand, more like a Netflix, and we pivoted to an SMS service. Um, I won't go into too much detail there. But then, you know, we had this SMS service, um, that grew and it grew to hundreds of 1000s of users. um, And uh, people were like, I can show up as my authentic self here, I'm getting support, this is awesome. But, um, you know, we realized I for, there were a couple couple things that made us um couple things that made us say we need to move to a more robust experience in the product which led us to build an app and they were one um developing these core experience principles of Blue Fever. So the first is safe self-expression. You can do that in text message, but it's really limited as to how you can express yourself. You can only type things, right? So you can't create um, multimedia content. So we said, hmm, maybe an app would be better for that. Then the second was positive guidance. So we want users to be able to be guided to what they need. It's personalized for them. Um, That could happen in SMS, but again, was challenging to scale over time. And the third uh, was social support. So this is something that didn't exist uh, in the app, although we tested a bunch of things. um, We couldn't put people in uh, group chats, uh, and we knew that they really wanted to connect with one another, but we had to make sure that it was safe because we're dealing with teenagers. So um, because they, you know, wanted to connect, we said, okay, an app is going to allow us to design an experience where they can be social, but it is still safe and non-toxic. So those three principles really drove us to say, an app's going to be a better experience for that. And then, you know, on top of that, um, from a business perspective, the unit economics of SMS are not um, ideal. It gets really expensive as you grow your audience. Um, And it didn't allow us to expand internationally. So you're, I know uh, you live internationally and we had so many people who were like, hey, I want to use Blue Fever. And we'd be like, we're going to go out of business if we (laughs) we have, you know, an international user base. And also, an even bigger reason is when we did revenue tests that actually went really well, um, we saw that longer term, the environment of SMS would not be sustainable for revenue because it wouldn't allow us to maintain trust and make money. And so we said we, it was all about the experience. It's like an app just is so, you can do so many more things. It's so much more robust. And um, for those reasons, we said from a business perspective and from a user experience perspective, we said we have to move to an app. And so. So we made that decision in like December of 2019 and then, um, you know, coincidentally during the pandemic built the app. Um, And that was, you know, I think really got our team through a difficult time um, at the beginning, right of COVID that we were like, Hey, we have this purpose and this mission um, to deliver this new uh, and upgraded experience to our users.
1: Cool. That's a cool story. Um, So I wanted to ask you a little bit more about, you know, you were saying how, It started off as an SMS platform and you just had, you know, thousands of users and you pivoted to the app. Mm -hmm. So maybe can you talk us through a little bit, how did you acquire these users? Like what, what methods did you use? How did that change maybe after you became an app, like the, the growth process?
2: Yeah. 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 So, um, with SMS, um, uh, you know, initially we <laughs> initially we started off with some really unscalable tactics, and I think that you know if you're uh, starting off. And you're an entrepreneur that has doesn't have funding, or maybe you have a little bit of funding, and you're like, hey, like I'm just trying to figure out what works. It's really important to test everything. Um, there's a great book, I think it's called Traction, um, that outlines like seven ways that you can grow. Um, and so one of the first way that we ever did was actually going to events and talking to people with a crew of interns, and we were like, hey, we have this SMS service, you should sign up. Here's what we're doing and i remember you know we in santa monica um they have uh in los angeles they have a concert series during the summer we went to one of those concerts and that night we signed up 76 people and we just thought that was like the coolest thing that we had ever done Mm -hmm. obviously that wasn't gonna scale um so then we decided okay let's move over to you know uh social media and um let's experiment with um with some ads to like initially get us going and uh what we found really worked is uh creating content that was again super relatable that didn't feel like an ad and that just felt like your friend was um talking to you and so my co-founder and i got on camera sat in my car and recorded videos of us talking about why we started blue fever and what it does and how it helps us um and from there you know we started to get uh uh i forget exactly what kind of um add I believe it was, I know it allowed the user to sign up right in Instagram and then um, we would send them a text message. So it was a super frictionless way to get people into our SMS service. And with that, I think it at the time was like 20 cents a user that we were getting people for, which is like unheard of. And we grew to 10,000 users in a month, which is wow. wild. Wow cool yeah um and then from there once you know ads kind of fuel organic stuff we started to see our instagram grow we started to see our facebook grow more our followings um and then we're able to engage our audience with a combination of paid and um word of mouth awesome
1: yeah the the word of mouth right sometimes it's just getting into the trenches and the whole network um, effect so that's kind of cool how but you're right It's it's not scalable right because you know how many people can you send to events and things like that so it it's interesting to hear the the growth process.
2: Yeah. It's important. I think to just also like, you know, when you're doing stuff over social media, people forget there's other people on the other, on the other end, right. Of like any ad campaign you set up or any content you put out there. And so you really, it helps, I think to do in, to have in-person experiences um, where you're trying to acquire users, because then you're remembering like, oh, right. I'm, I'm just trying to communicate something to a person. And so really bringing it back to that, like one-to-one interaction and especially for Blue Fever. We're um, an experience brand. We're all about the experience of you coming in to our product um, and experiencing yourself and the community around you. So I I think it's a great, um, you know, I wouldn't say that that's a long-term tactic, but it's definitely doing something that's not scalable in the short term can be really powerful, can create really powerful insights that can then be applied with tools that do create scale for growth.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I love I love that perspective because the app itself is personal, right? So mm-hmm. the interaction has to be personal; it has to be you know human based. Mm-hmm. So that that's I love that point you made that remembering it is like having a conversation. You're speaking to a teen, after mm-hmm. all, right? With with their set of emotions and their you know sensitivities and reactions. So so I, I like I like the way that you frame that. That's super cool. Um, you you touched a little bit about you know um, being an app entrepreneur and. Raising funds or not having funds. Can you talk us through a little bit about
2: the the fundraising process for your product? Yeah, yeah. It's like how much time do you have? Um, It's been wild. Uh, So you know, the the stats are pretty dismal, especially for female founders um, raising capital. Less than two percent of venture capital goes to female founders. So um, I i it has been i'll say that it's been a, a, a difficult journey um uh especially in the beginning i think initially for our pre-seed round we pitched um close to 200 investors uh before we got our first yes um so it i think you know for anybody just starting out um you're gonna most likely you're gonna get a lot of nos, but that doesn't mean you won't find your uh, you you won't find investors. It just means that um you have to think of investment as the investment process um, is almost like building a product, right? except your user is an investor. <laughs> and there's like most likely, I'd say like, three to five different personas of an investor out there. And it's your job to go, okay, I'm talking to this persona. So I have my deck, right? And I have my pitch. How am I going to tailor that a little bit to meet this person where they are? Um, Because that's your job is meeting this new user, the investor, where they are. Um, And for us, once I learned that, and once I also started asking questions back of investors and and treating it more like an iterative process of like hey you know can you give me feedback um, on on what you understood what was confusing what's exciting to you so even if they didn't invest or it wasn't a fit for whatever reason I got information that I could then apply to the next um, pitch meeting and so um, so the fundraising journey you know we raised a pre-seed round um, a big turning point for us was getting into the TechStars LA accelerator so I'd highly recommend if you're a first-time founder or non-technical or new to this world or this space get yourself into an accelerator find a community of people who you can really learn from and and build a network because that is what is going to help you um long term and really launch you um and and i know for for me it really helped turn me into um, a tech entrepreneur so uh yeah so got into a tech accelerator and then from there um you know grew our product uh to to a point at which we were like okay we can go out and fundraise um started talking to bigger institutional funds raised our seed round um and found a great partner um in uh, blue run ventures who's up in uh silicon valley and then um during the pandemic when we were building our app we decided to go out and raise a bridge round but But wanted to be a bit more strategic, and so we actually were able to bring on more corporate investors, and so that's another type of investment that can be very helpful um, uh, because it creates longer-term M and A opportunities. Um, So last year we brought on Amazon as an investor, Bumble um, as an investor, and then also um, uh, some more kind of well-known celebrities like Serena Williams, like the tennis player. Um, and, And so I think that our investment strategy has been find the right partners find the right partners for what you're building, um, and then treat your investment process as if you're building a product for this investor. Um, and remember that uh, no one knows anything. <laughs> and so it doesn't have to be perfect. I, I still have to tell myself that it doesn't have to be perfect. You're gonna mess up, you're gonna learn, um, but but uh, it's it's really powerful to create a strong fundraising process, um, just like you'd create a strong design process for, for a design and building process for building an app. That's great advice.
1: That's that's great insight. Um, kind of how take your nose, not necessarily just as a no as defeat, but it's a learning, right? It's a learning is right there. And yeah, that's, that's really cool. I love that. Um, so I have a question about, you know, blue fever, right? There's so much, again, we're dealing with teens, so much, you know, privacy and all of that must be so ingrained in the product, right? That trust has to be so, you know, with iOS 15 and just in general, right, in the mobile space, the, the whole issue of privacy is just you know, mm-hmm. huge, it's taking over. So as far as um, Blue Fever, because it is the kind of product it is, do you feel like that's an advantage given everything that's happening? Are you in- encountering your own challenge, set of challenges with these, you know, restrictions and things? Tell us a little bit about the, you know, the whole privacy issue that's going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's an advantage of ours because it's it's built into our product we didn't we're not a platform who didn't prioritize. um, You know, (laughs) safety and privacy and trust um, so that we have to go turn the ship around and rebuild that what's really um, what's really cool about blue fever is that from the beginning from the design process of this APP we have built it. um, So that it fulfills one of our core values of our company, which is earn and keep trust. Right. Like we know that that is like a baseline for our users. And so you can even see it in, um, you know, uh, everybody who's in the app is anonymous and we get told by our users that this is a really it's really, really powerful um, for their experience. It allows them to be authentic. It allows them to be more open and honest. Um, And that's, you know, because a lot of these young people have never known privacy on the Internet. They just like literally don't know what privacy is. And for them, anonymity is a taste of privacy. So even in our design process, I think it's just so deeply ingrained. Um, And it's a guiding principle of ours. It's a North Star. And so when it comes to, you know, uh, all the legality, right, of like what we have to do when people sign up and how we store the data and who has access to that, um, you know, it, it just all trickles down from that north star so i'd say it's an advantage of ours um and we've always been looking around corners there um and and it really differentiates us from a lot of these larger social media platforms who you know it was the wild wild west when they started and they're like oh we can just collect anything and do anything with it and it you know um there 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 wasn't a focus on the again coming back to these are people This is their information, Um, and if we're going to uh, have a long-term relationship with them, we need to figure out how to make sure there is uh, uh, trust um, that that we can keep and maintain long-term.
1: Cool. So, can you just tell me um, what are you most excited about for Blue Fever's future? Like, what is it that you know? Mm -hmm. You're it's going well, right? The momentum's been built. Like, what is something that you're really excited to? to see Blue Fever either fulfill or become more?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. There's so many things that are, are top of mind. I think that, you know, and this is, the, we've reached this tipping point in the last three months, but, you know, for so long, with, with our SMS service, um, we were able to deliver a powerful experience. But I think that ever since we pivoted to an app, You know, it takes a while to build an app and be in alpha and beta and all of that. I think finally our vision of emotional media and creating this this new kind of space for your authentic self, finally our vision is um is meeting our product or rather our product is meeting our vision mm-hmm. right and and there's been this tipping point in the last three months and we're seeing it reflected in our numbers um even the last three weeks we've had like 7x growth which is wild um and so i, I think what i'm most excited about is to continue to see that manifestation of the product meeting the vision right like it's gonna keep going and um, i know that's Maybe not a super specific answer, but I'm really excited to see I'm really excited to see uh, how how that manifests itself. And right now, it's manifesting in a lot of growth and and specifically a lot of growth of um of content and of users interacting with one another. Um, and so on a, on a personal front, what I look forward to every day is going in the app and seeing what new content's been created today, and how have people interacted with each other, um, and I'm excited about what this is going to unlock in a lot of young people, um, because for myself, I started Blue Fever because I had an older brother um, with special needs, and so he was never this, like, older sibling that I imagined, and so I always wanted an older older sister. It was like my ideal. I was of this older sisters, this magical older sister who um, would be more uh, relatable than my mom um, and would get me more than my brother did. Um, and I never had that, and so I always tried to go out and become that for other people. And I'm really excited for Blue Fever to hopefully be that. Right? Like I want it to feel like you come into this space, you have this like support, this mentorship, this validation, and really like you just feel energized after this interaction that to me is exciting and and again is a manifestation of product meets the vision product meets the vision um but yeah th- that that's what i'm most excited about how it's going to make people feel rena well, you did a good job cuz i literally got goosebumps that was Sounds beautiful. It oh, was so nice. It's <laughs> really sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I encourage you to check out. Yeah. If um, anyone. I have it. Me. I downloaded the app. Yeah. Oh, of course you did. I like, uh, but even if you're not a teen, like I swear, like I've had a, you know, I'm, I mean, we've all been going through a lot um, during the pandemic and in earlier in this year, like I, I was like struggling and I would go in the app and I would just every night before I went to bed, like go in the self-love journal and see what these young people were writing. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be like, I feel so much better. Like the world is going to be okay, no matter what's happening. So um, yeah, I just encourage everybody to just check it out. And if you've got young people in your life, you know, um, l- l- tell them about it. Because it's uh, it's truly a special space. And I know I'm biased, but, uh, but I also have, you know, thousands of users to back that up who are also telling <laughs> us it's a special space.
1: No, I, I did. I did download it. And you're right. It's, it's uplifting, right? It's refreshing. It's just... Um, And also, again, I'm looking at it that it's probably is these teenage, you know, teenagers sharing their thoughts and, and it is, it's just so encouraging and uplifting. It's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful platform. Just the mission statement on what it's based is beautiful, but just that, like you said, the content that comes out of it is, Mm is, um, is really, it's really something. It's not something you could ever make up. Right. It's so
2: authentic, you know, one of our feelings. Yeah, one of our interns said this and I, I love this quote. She was like, you know, I was like, why are you really excited about Blue Fever? She said to me, she's like, I oh, just, this is so great. I was like, oh, well tell me why you're excited. And she goes, you know, it's really hard to be honest on the internet. And Blue Fever, she goes, and when I go in Blue Fever, I see all these people being honest. And that's so amazing because I don't see that anywhere else. Um, And I, and she's like, and I don't see like a backlash for people being honest. Because a lot of times, right, if you're honest, there's um, cancel culture, there's, you know, all kinds of judgment. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Like, it is hard to be honest on the internet because you know, if you're having like a feeling in the moment, like, I don't want to throw it out. And then people be like, oh, well, that's just who Greta is. And it's like, no, that's just like what I was feeling in that moment. It's not, I'm mm-hmm. not always like that. Um, But it's an outlet. Anyways, I digress.
1: <laughs> no, that's great. Going. That's great. But um, I, we've gotten so much great information out of this and this has been awesome. Um, But I do want to wrap it up just with, you know, from your perspective of how you you didn't come into with the idea of building this great app but here Mm -hmm. you are with a great app so um, if you had to give a kind of look back on your process Mm -hmm. um, any learnings like maybe something that you would have done a little bit differently Mm -hmm. to make the process a little bit easier someone you know starting in like from your own learnings how what what advice you would give to someone trying to make success in this space
2: Yeah. yeah great question I there's so many things that I have learned. I think that it's really important in the beginning phases to get very clear on the value proposition to your user. So getting really clear of like, what experience do I want to give them and staying laser focused on that? Because I think that with with blue fever, you know, we love a good idea and we love like innovation. And it's really easy to be like, and what about this and what about this? And we can do this. We're staying really focused on what is that core defining that core value proposition to your user and then being maniacally focused on it. And then once you have that, I think understanding what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and building around your weaknesses with people who really know what they're doing. So we uh, partnered with an incredible uh, design agency who's built hundreds of apps and um, in the consumer space. And they just like knew what they were doing um, and were really able to guide us Uh, through designing an app specifically, um, which made it a lot easier. So I think that if you understand, if you're clear on your vision, on what you want to deliver from the user, if you can actually, let me say, be clear on your vision, then go validate it without a product. So Go test it on social media, go test it on Reddit, figure out is there a community of people who actually want what you're going to build. Then once you've validated that, go find partners who can really help you build it. Keep your team lean, but find partners who can help you execute, because execution is so key. Um, And uh, it's not just about the vision, it's can you bring the vision to life. Um, And then, uh, again, stay super, super focused, and then test what you've built, right? Um, And just test and learn and test and learn and test and learn. um, Because I think that Uh, At Blue Fever, we have amazing intuition and our bets have paid off, but we've also seen that like, when we don't look at our data, when we don't rely on the data, um, it it slows us down. So I'd say like combination of intuition and data and really test stuff even before you start building and designing. And then once you have, just keep testing it and listen to your users um, along the way. And the agency we used, I'm gonna shout them out, is called Polyform Agency. They're up in uh, Vancouver as well. Um, they're awesome. So you could actually um, App Growth Network to chat with them because they're like the let's design the initial version of it, and then you guys are like let's grow it. So there could be um, cool, cool, a uh, Vancouver vibe uh, partner vibes <laughs> happening. Awesome.
1: Well, you know what, this, this has been great. I think that that advice is, is really insightful. Um, so we appreciate all the learnings that you can, you can bring to, to us and to our audience. So, Mm. um, we'll go ahead and and wrap it up and I just want to give you a big thank you Greta for your time Mm. and letting us know about more about blue fever. I know I'm going to keep logging in now because I think I'm going to do what you do before I go to bed and just need to clear and like have that little boost of happy, um, that I will go ahead and and
2: log in. But, um, (laughs) Thank you, yeah. Greta, so much, Jennifer. Thank you, and thank you, App Growth Network, for for having me. Um, really excited about the work that you're doing. You help all of our amazing ideas grow and get out there. Um, so so thank you, thank you. Um, and it's been so lovely, like getting to know you and chatting more. Yeah, and Greta, we're gonna uh, go ahead and include
1: you know some contact info here within sure. um within our 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 uh, our listing here for our episode. So we. We know we can let people know how to get in touch with you. And also, of course, we download Blue Fever. It's um, both on Apple and Google
2: Play, correct? Um, no, it it's is just on, iOS. It's just on iOS. iOS. So in 2022, iOS. we'll be um, moving to Android. But right now, about oh. 85% of our like core demo is on um, iOS, has an iPhone. So we started off there. Awesome. Um, and then we'll, we'll transition to over Android in the next year. That's
1: exciting.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, great big,
1: big stuff ahead great well thank you so much Greta appreciate Thanks, it Jennifer. bye bye
0: so there you have it thank you so much Greta for sharing your app growth journey with us I hope you were able to take away some key insights from blue Fever's story today if you're interested in finding out more about blue fever please feel free to find Greta's contact information in today's show notes below And I'm sure she'd be more than happy to chat with you on topics beyond just this episode. The App Growth Show is sponsored by the App Growth Network, North America's leading app marketing agency. If we've piqued your interest today in growing your mobile app, please find out more about us at appgrowthnetwork.com. And that is appgrowthnetwork.com. And we would love to chat more with you on how you can supercharge your mobile growth. Thank you so much for joining us today at the App Growth Show. We hope to see you next time with even more insights to help you accelerate your mobile growth. Bye for now.